Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is brought to you by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Nationwide or worldwide, there will always be a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. Boost Mobile, everything you've always wanted in a mobile carrier. By Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Championship taste for lunch, dinner, or a pregame feast. Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com for all of your hockey needs on ice or in line. By OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning products gets the funk out of your equipment or office. Visit us at OxyPow.com. UNLV Hockey, ACHA D1 Hockey, World Class City. By M-Drive, take our short quiz at mdriveformen.com and see which M-Drive fits your lifestyle. By Summer Skates, show off your team pride with shower shoes and koozies for the whole squad. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. By Burrito Express, six East Valley locations for great taste and great value. Go to burritoexpress.com to find the location near you. And by the University of Arizona Wildcats. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans, ACHA hockey fans, WCHL hockey fans, and WWCHL hockey fans. I've got them all covered. This is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you from beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. My co-host, as always, Stephen Marsh, back in the friendly confines of Las Vegas, Nevada, after spending a full weekend, and I do mean full, down here in Arizona. So, Stephen, how are you tonight? Well, Scott, it is the first day of fall, and you know, you know what that means. It means it's time for hockey, as you're, you're right. We were in Arizona last week. Well, you lived there, but I was there. And uh, we had, of course, the rookie tournament for the NHL. And, of course, the ACHA season has started with some of our teams. And more to come, too, as the next couple weeks go on. But, yes, fall is here, which means hockey is here. Well, you know my rule, right? September 15th is when everything kicks off, not only because that's the uh, the uh, first day that uh, rookies can report in the NHL, but uh, that's generally when everybody is kind of geared up to start playing this game. And by the time we hit October 1, it's, uh, it's in full swing. And um, that's definitely what happened in the uh, ACHA, as this weekend actually is a very, very full weekend of games. Uh, we've got a great guest on tonight. We're going to talk Missouri State Ice Bears hockey here in about 15 minutes or less with the assistant coach. Cliff Cook is going to join us and talk about their uh, good start already and a huge, huge weekend series coming up at uh, Lindenwood uh, Saturday, Friday and Saturday, I believe, this week. So we'll get into that in just a few minutes. But in the meantime, Stephen, uh, the WCHL poll came out. Any surprises? <laughs> well, I, I guess I, I guess I would be a little surprised, uh, and I don't and I don't know why this would be a surprise because they're a very good team. But uh, UNLV uh, Rebel Hockey was named the uh, 
selected in the coaches poll as the preseason favorite to win the WCHL. Uh, so that was uh, a surprise. So they're they're the number one team according to the uh, preseason poll. And uh, let me read more on that. They received 87 of 100 possible points from the WCHL coaches. Uh, four of 10 coaches selected the Skate and Rebels to finish atop the WCHL. Of course, c- close behind UNLV was uh, a- Arizona, which had 85 points and three first place points. Uh, votes for second place and then Broncos uh, finished third and uh, with 72 points and one first place vote and, and then, that, that's central cent- Oklahoma central Bronco. Oklahoma correct okay. yes yep and then Missouri State in the fourth spot so we're talking about them tonight so they're in the fourth spot and then ASU's ACHA program fifth which <laughs> that might surprise me I, I I don't know really much about about what their team looks like. So this is, uh, I nobody guess. Does. <laughs> so, nobody does. So, trust me. So. Nobody does. I've been, I've, look, I'm going to interrupt you just for a minute. I've been at uh, Arizona State at Oceanside for the NCAA media availability the past two Tuesdays. Normally I run into somebody from the ACHA program. Nobody, not a word, nada. Uh, the only thing I've heard all summer long is that they have a new D2 coach. <laughs> That's all I know. So, they are well under the and radar. We know that they're, and we know their goaltender they've had is now with the NCAA program. That's about all we know. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, one thing I do know, they won't be short in numbers, and no. uh, Tate Green will do a great job to have them ready to play. So, so those, as, those, Yeah, go ahead. No, those factors probably play play with that. And, of course, they're a team that can be, be good. Uh, so then we'll run through the rest of this. So Oklahoma 6th. Uh, GCU seventh, which that surprises me a little bit. I would have thought they would have maybe got a little bit more love, but maybe that maybe that's a role that GCU relishes. Say, hey, you know what? They don't believe in us yet. We're still seventh, and and, and uh, they can really make some noise and, and prove that we deserve a higher spot. And, uh, and the Skate and Utes at uh, eighth position, and then the Colorado schools ninth and tenth. I don't think that's a surprise. I think we we kind of figure they're it's going to take some time for them to figure things out. So. Uh, that doesn't really surprise. Okay, let, let me digest that because um, you, you, I've seen this now for a few days, and um, I, I'm a little bit confused with a couple of things. Uh, first and foremost is I think it's extremely hard to uh, to pick a team when you haven't seen any team on the ice other than Missouri State in the last 18 months. Um, so much has changed with COVID, right? I mean, we know, uh, I've seen the practice at UNLV. I've seen a practice for Arizona. Um, So I know a little bit about that, but I think it's hard. It's really hard to do a preseason poll and not have the two-time defending champions at top, Um, even though that's not taking away anything from UNLV. And they got got a lot of their players coming back, too, that are part of that. Including their fifth-year captain, uh, Anthony Cusinelli. And and their goaltenders are coming back, too. Both goaltenders, and they got a lot of good young talent. So uh, it's really hard to do that, but I guess that's the polls are out there for, right? They're they're to be discussed so people can talk about them and and pick and choose. And I'll tell you right now, uh, our guest tonight has got a really, really good squad, and I am just dying to get over to uh, Springfield and see the Ice Bears in action. So I'm looking forward to the conversation tonight. Um, And then when you look at Grand Canyon, I, I guess I saw them in a scrimmage of their own as well, and uh, I think they're going to be a lot tougher than people think. So uh, I just think this is probably the hardest year to put out a poll, um, preseason poll, when uh, it's been so long since the guys have been on the ice. 
No, I think you're spot on. I think it is it is tough. It, it's good that they they did this, and, and you know a lot of you see this in almost every level of college sports. You see predictions, and even at the pro levels, they do predictions of who's going to finish in what position and stuff. And it, it it's so it's so hard. And I think it's this is of course done by the coaches. So there's you know not just done by I'm waiting for I'm waiting for us to get our in, in the mail our ballots for the media polls that you know so we can have an input on 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 what we think is going to happen. But. I think we need to start the media poll. Maybe that's it. <laughs> Maybe that's right. We're the only me, as you said on the, on our Twitter page for our ACHA coverage, we're the only media outlet dedicated to cover the whole entire WCHL. So, um, and a WWCHL, we won't forget about them, but, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, I, I'm a little surprised. I mean, I uh, look at, I, I'm, you know, to not be too much of a Homer guy. Cause you know, I'm, I'm from Vegas. I've followed the UNLV program for a while now very closely and uh, they are a good program and 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 i think they're going to be really good uh but you're right i think it's tough i mean it, and and this is gonna be the first year officially in the in the league of course they joined last year but didn't have a season but this will be the first official season for them so they're gonna c- come in but i still think it's arizona's league to to lose uh, and, until somebody can can knock them off you're right they're the two-time defending wchl champions they have a very good record the last couple of seasons they're always right there in the in the top 10 they have good players they lost some obviously but they've they've kept you but said, so is everybody so is everybody right but they've kept some of the really key guys as you said Cusinelli's coming back uh for for his well, fifth year then and the, the fact of the two goaltenders I mean, yeah that's where you start right you start building from the goal out and and those two are both and uh, they're and they're very, very good very good and i think they have a uh, goals against around two or maybe even less than that. I mean, they uh, when I when they've come to play here at UNLV and uh, they've been very tough and tough games. Um, so I, I look, it's it's as you said, it's very tough to predict. Uh, you're right because of the other than Missouri State, the other teams haven't been able to play. They've been able to bolster the rosters with recruits and things like that, but. Um, or that you know what we call that, Steve? We call that on paper. <laughs> on paper, right? Yeah, you can see what so, they look like on paper, but how do they all come together? How do the coaches uh, manufacture uh, a, a winning program out of that talent that comes to them on paper? So, um, but, but yeah, the I, fact that we're talking about this and that we're games have already taken place, that we're getting closer to really the majority of the the teams getting. You know, actually, I was looking back a couple of seasons ago. And there were times where the teams out this way would have already started their season, at least. Uh, but they're starting a couple of weeks from now. But or actually, yeah, about ten days from now, a week, uh, week from Friday. So, uh, well, gonna... well, let me let me tell you about the defending champions, who, uh, as you know, right. don't have ice in Tucson, so they've been coming up here. Um, and you want to talk about dedication? They were up here last night. I live here, Stephen, and I was too tired to drive over to Mesa. <laughs> to watch them. Because oh, I know. After spending on... after spending three 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 and a half so days in Arizona, <laughs> having to go forty minutes to Glendale, forty minutes back, and then ten minutes oh, and ten minutes to go. You know, it's it, Arizona is. I I've, I've been there a couple it's few times, big. but it's big. It's 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 spread out. I mean, there's spacious. A lot of cities are within 10, 15 minutes of each other, but it seems like it takes you 
it takes you a little bit to get places, and if there's traffic, yeah. forget so, about it. It's the same in California. California's a big state. I'm, I guess but it's traffic, Vegas. traffic in California that that can yeah. be the real problem. Yeah, not just the space, but here it's just long distances, and tra- the traffic's and, and, not great either. But and for them, it's tough because they're down there in Tucson, where there's not a lot of availability, and then uh, so you, so. Just let me tell you this. <laughs> okay. You're the Arizona guy, so, so I'm, I'm not going to so, invade on that, even though I spent three days there. You're still so, the expert. So they, w- they came up here to start an 8.50 practice time in Mesa. Um, they aren't going to be done until like uh, 11, 30, 12 o'clock. Now they got an hour and a half to two hours to get back to Tucson. Um, and, and then on the weekend, they come up here and they do midday stuff uh, and they move around. They've been at Chandler. They've been at Scottsdale Ice Dens. They've been over at the Mesa Kachinas rink um, during the week. So you want to talk about a program with dedication? Um, man, oh, man, talk about that. If you have to drive that way all the time to, to get your ice in um, before. And, uh, I mean, it's just it's just unbelievable that they can do what they do. And uh, I know Coach Berman won't ever use that as an excuse, but man, you got to give him a pat on the back just for sticking that out because that's not an easy thing to do. <laughs> no, no, it's not. And yeah, I don't know what. The, I mean, that's kind of interesting. I mean, they they do all that traveling for practice, and I, I look at it one way though. It might you can if you want to put a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Look, put a positive spin on that. Is that they, uh, and I don't know. I guess I guess they probably. I don't think they take a bus down there. They probably drive separately there. But to it, where? Here, to where, where they go? No, when they, they, practice. they bus. They, they bus. bus. Okay, oh, so yeah. okay, so that goes more of my point that they get to spend more time together when they practice because uh, they're on the they're busing to these practices. They're on the bus. They're already getting sort of that that bonding. These other teams that practice and they just come for an hour or so and they haven't you know they're on the ice and stuff. It it. Uh, and all, another thing it can do too is it prepares them for the season because they're going to have some some traveling course during the season, and if they're already doing that for the for the practices, they're already going to be accustomed to to these long bus rides, and and uh, maybe the the camaraderie of the team will be will be strong because they're spending so much time together because they're having to do this traveling to practice, which a lot of teams don't have to do, as you said. They're they, yeah, they go, yeah. they're right there they get you know they come for practice they leave they probably hang out on campus which is great but there's something about being together you know that's why road yeah, trips nice can be positive so spin on it yeah tell coach berman that's a positive <laughs> spin Here, let me send him a text we'll lose it <laughs> all right no, let's, I, let's it's, take it's a quick a, break it's we a gotta tough take si- a quick break because we got a guest well, coming on okay so, well uh, it's a tough situation for them but i you look at it positively I, I know it's 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 something that they, okay. they would wish they didn't have to encounter. Keep, tell, but... keep telling them this. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, let's take a quick break and let's come back and introduce our special guest for tonight. Uh, Missouri State Ice Bears assistant coach Cliff Cook will join us in two minutes. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. 
thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of Summer Skate, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No, stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. This is indeed Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. This is our show where we talk WCHL, WWCHL, and basically all things ACHA, D1 hockey uh, in the Southwest, and I now include Missouri to the uh, – um, Pacific Ocean as the Southwest. So I've got my own map. Scott Strandy with you in Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. My co-host is always Stephen Marsh in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. And we're going to Springfield because Coach Cliff Cook is with us. Coach Scott and Stephen with you. How are you? I'm doing good, guys. How are you? Uh, well, I think we're doing better than you because you're 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 just putting on a show for me tonight. You're you're, you're a little <laughs> under the weather, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a little under the weather, uh, having to miss out on practice actually tonight and tomorrow. Uh, just out of an abundance of precaution, uh, I did go and get a COVID test today, and I'll get those results back Friday. But even the uh, the doctors there on campus weren't too concerned based on my uh, symptoms. So just just being overly cautious, uh, definitely want to protect myself and protect the, the players. So uh, everything will be all right in the end, though. Well done. Well, uh, we appreciate you coming on. I know uh, Coach Law kind of threw you under the bus and said, yeah, well, I got to coach the team tonight. <laughs> so if, when he's sitting at home, he can talk to you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's all good. Actually, I like talking to you guys. I I, I was happy to do it. Okay, that's, that's fantastic. Okay, I got to tell you, Cliff, uh, every uh, show that we do in September, and we're winding down now, there's only uh, four more after this one in September, but uh, our friends at Summer Skates are giving away a uh, Summer Skates sandals and koozie package um, nice. to somebody that answers a trivia question. So uh, we try to tie it in with our guests, and uh, my co-host came up with one. So I know you know the answer to this one, but Stephen, go ahead and read that question, and then we'll see if we can get somebody to type it into the chat bar and win themselves uh, a prize pack before we even get going on this I can't, interview. I'm not allowed I'm not allowed to win. <laughs> Coach, I'm taking care of you anyway, so I'll send you a pair. <laughs> both, both you and Jeremy get a pair on us. Oh, awesome. <laughs> okay, Stephen, fire away. <laughs> okay, so as, as I said, uh, um, Coach Cook and uh, Head Coach Jeremy Law are coaching, of course, together with Missouri State, but this isn't the first time these two have coached together. So our question is, is with which organization have they coached together previously? Nice. Coach, you know the answer to that one? 
It, there's and actually there's a few people that will know there's a second answer to that, but it's a very very difficult one to find. Okay, there's a less obvious answer to that. Well, okay. the one that I the one that I have is one from your guys' team website. Oh yeah, yeah. The, there's a very obvious one, and then there's a much less obvious one that only a handful of people will know. Okay, let's test out the uh, Missouri State audience and see. Just go into the <laughs> chat bar uh, if you're listening and know the answer. Type in the answer, and uh, you will be a I winner. I feel like if someone. I feel like if someone gets the obscure one, they should get an extra prize. Okay, let's do that. If they get the obscure one, if you can do both, uh, how about that? We'll come up with something good for you. Maybe an extra koozie because that's great for for holding a beer or whatever. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay, Coach. Um, you guys were one of the first teams in the WCHL to get uh, underway. You got underway last weekend. Uh, Illinois State, right? Absolutely, yeah. Illinois State came and to a, uh, Spring and a Vegas. Sweep, right? And a sweep in <laughs> Spring it, Vegas. I love it. It, it. Yeah, it was a sweep. It wasn't a pretty one, but it was a sweep. So we'll take it. A win's a win, right? Absolutely. Um, and now it's a huge weekend coming up for you, uh, traveling to Lindenwood uh, this early in the year. But um, tell us about, about your program first before we get into this weekend. Yeah, we're, we're a building program. We're young. I mean, we've had some success here, obviously, getting to – to, to play last year and and despite the the first round loss at nationals that I, I mean you were there you saw it was just a phenomenal game I, I would argue probably the best game of the weekend um, and if I wasn't on the losing end of that it would have been a pretty fun one to watch um, <laughs> it was still a fun one to watch but it, yeah I get it, it was it was exciting there's no question um, but you know my, my buddy Jeremy's done a phenomenal job uh, since he's taken over here. He's been to nationals now three times in but four or five years. I think it's four years. This is his fifth year. Um, so it's uh, you know it, it's a program that's that's been building and building every year. Uh, you know, and, and this year we're quite young. But I honestly I think you could probably say that about a lot of teams this year. The way you know with what happened with COVID last year and all that, I think there's going to be quite a few young young programs this year. Uh, I mean, we've got nine freshmen and, uh, you know, all nine of them are going to be impact players this year. So um, it's it's an exciting time to be a, an Ice Bears fan. All right, Stephen, you got something? Yeah, so, Coach, we were talking at the beginning of the show about the uh, coaches poll that came out, the preseason coaches poll that came out uh, for the WCHL. Yep. And I guess we want to kind of get your thought process. I'm sure you, you guys were involved in that, the coaches for you guys' team. Um, what do you think about the way the teams are ranked coming into the season uh, and where you guys are? You guys are, uh, I think, at fourth spot. Um, how, do you think yeah, that's fair? Yeah. And, and, and maybe just your thoughts about the uh, the preseason coaches poll that came out. Sure. And I was listening to you guys uh, before getting on here, and you know, I, I agree with what you guys had to say. It's it it's nearly impossible to to do something do any kind of, you know, preseason polling this year with the, especially in our conference where, you know, only one team got to play and that was us. So it's, it's really difficult to know. Uh, and, you know, we're not even seeing rosters posted yet for a lot of these teams. So it's hard to even know, you know, who has, you know, a bunch of returners coming back, uh, who's got, you know, talented young, you know, freshmen coming in or transfers, you know, it's, it's so hard to know. Uh, I think it's fair where we are. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty, I mean, you always want to be a little higher, but I think, I think it's a fair spot to put us at four. Uh, there are some other areas where, you know, you could have flipped the team here or there, but in all, I think there were, 
not too far off from what we had submitted ourselves. Um, so, yeah, I, I think all in all, with what little we do know, uh, I would call the, the rankings pretty fair. So let me follow up with that and ask you, because you mentioned this, we've mentioned this a couple of times, you guys were the only team in the WCHL that got to play any sort of season. Do you feel like that gives you guys kind of an, any, any sort of edge at all because you were you did get to play some meaningful games last year when a lot of teams didn't get to do that? Does that give, do you feel like that gives you guys any sort of edge or, or not really? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I think if there's any edge at all, it's that our sophomores got to play last year. Um, other than that, it's it's tough to say because especially, again, not knowing what other teams have, have coming back, I think that's a reason why a lot of teams are going to be young is, you know, you're going to pick up, you know, junior players that, that got to play last season. So there's going to be a lot of guys joining teams that did play, whether or not they played with their particular schools or not is a different story. But, you know, we've got seven sophomores uh, returning that were able to play last year. So that's, that's an advantage. And then of our nine freshmen, uh, I think nearly all of them were able to play last year. Some of the Canadian guys only got a handful of games in before their seasons were shut down. But, uh, you know, but again, it, you know, as young as I keep saying we are, we, we still do have 20 returners, uh, you know, again, but seven of those being sophomores, it, it still puts us on the, the young side of things. Coach, uh, you know, I, I gave a lot of accolades out to, to programs that kept themselves um, uh, relevant is the word that I use right. for 18 months. And I thought right. you guys did a fantastic job of that. I know it's not easy because, you know, club sports are club sports, uh, pay for play. I know the talent is not at the club level. It's much higher than that. I've seen it. I know. Um, yeah. but, but, but it takes work. Uh, to get out there and keep your program out there. So tell us a little bit about what your thought process was for the last 18 months, both you and uh, Coach Law, um, in order to keep your program relevant in front of your fan base. Well, I mean, obviously, when you're in a pandemic, you're not face-to-face with people. So uh, we rely heavily on our social media. Um, I, myself, along with uh, our director of broadcasting, Steve Casson you know, handle the majority of that. I, I kind of took over most of the social media when I got here. He stuck to the website, uh, but we, we kind of tag team that. And then this summer we hired a, an awesome young intern uh, to kind of take over those duties from me so I could concentrate on other things. And uh, I still do some things here and there, but, uh, you know, Drew, our, our new social media and graphic design intern has done a phenomenal job of just you know, keeping our social media active and not just stagnant. You know, you go and look at some of the other teams. In fact, I was just looking at some of the other teams at our own conference uh, prior to coming on the show tonight just to see if I could get any info that might be useful for the show tonight. And, you know, there's some teams in our own conference that haven't updated their site in two years, uh, <laughs> haven't updated social media or their Twitter in two years. And, uh, you know, we, we've tried to stay active in that, uh, you know, keeping as up-to-date as we can, uh, you know, with whether it's announcing – Guy, you know, guys coming in, young guys coming in, uh, or any events. You know, we've had a couple really fun kind of community service things we've done recently. And, uh, you know, it's just as long as we can keep the, the fan base engaged. It was tough last year. You know, yes, I mean, I can't complain. We did get to play. But from a fan standpoint, it was tough because we were so limited on how many people we could have in our building. You know, as you'll see, hopefully when you get a chance to come come to a game that you know, we normally average anywhere between 1,100 and 1,200 fans. Uh, it was a little low to 
for the home opener. We were a little bit surprised, but I think that had to do with other things going on in town and the weather's still quite nice here. It's been spectacular actually. Um, (laughs) That always does it, doesn't it? (laughs) Especially in the fall. Oh man. The last two days I've actually been able to have the windows open in my house here. It's been amazing. Um, But, uh, you know, I think once, you know, we get into the heart of the season, uh, we're on the road here for a couple of weeks, but once we get into the heart of the season, that, that fan base will pick up. But last year, you know, we were only able, we started the first week and we were allowed to have 350 people and then that dropped to 325. So it's a massive drop off from what we are used to having in the building. Um, so seeing, seeing everybody back, uh, especially Friday night, which was our biggest crowd of the weekend. I think we had something like 850 or 875 people. Uh, and then we also were fortunate to have uh, the Missouri State men's head basketball coach, Dana Ford, come drop the puck, which is always a nice thing. Um, you know, it, it was a it was a fun atmosphere. Yeah, totally, totally agree with you. I'm gonna let Stephen jump in in a minute, but I got to ask you uh, uh, one more thing about um, the way you guys run your program is uh, you you fought through COVID and you did everything that you needed to do through the protocols and get through to that point. And it, you know that's perseverance, but gosh darn it, you know, I mean, you guys were accessible too. I called you on the way to the the national tournament. And I think I got you on uh, right after practice uh, uh, to yeah. do it, but that's, you know, like Stephen and I have made a commitment. Stephen's going to have pretty much the Western half of the conference and I'm going to take the Eastern half. So you see me a lot more than you want to probably, but we can only <laughs> nah. do, we can only do as much as uh, the coaches and uh, and the teams will allow us or give us, I should say. So I'm looking forward to trying to cultivate the East a little bit and kind of stir things up. So, um, don't kick me out when I get there, okay? <laughs> no, it's it's important, you know. And and I'll only bring up uh, the other uh, the other podcast because I know you've had Chris Perry on. But having you know having that kind of exposure is great. And for people, you know, it, it's important for us to to be available for for you guys because you know not only the obvious one is it it helps our own program, but you know anything we can do to help our conference, which we fully feel and we're. I don't think it's a bias. I think it's the truth that we have the best conference, you know, in the ACHA division one, which is a plus and a minus. It means every year we're fighting for, you know, that spot to get into the national tournament, but it also means we have great hockey every night. Uh, so, you know, I, I think it's important for us to be available anytime to, uh, to promote not only our program, but uh, to promote the game, you know, and uh, you know, I even, you know, you mentioned, that that ugly word of club hockey, I you know I'm, I know we're all trying to get out of that. I I've avoided it now, so let's let's stick to ACHA hockey. How's that? That works for me. All right, Stephen. <laughs> okay, so let me let's go back to last weekend then, and just kind of get more about um, the games last weekend. Obviously, you guys got the sure. two wins, but you said it wasn't you know you could have been better. Obviously, it was your first game, so I guess first of all, it was good to get the wins. I'm sure, but just maybe just a little bit more about the games themselves and, and what you liked and, and what you guys need to improve on for those games against Lindenwood this weekend, which are going to be a, a no, no easy task. Sure. Yeah. Friday night, uh, you know, we, we didn't start well. First period wasn't great, but that's to be expected home opener. You know, a lot of these guys have, you know, we, again, going back to, we have a bunch of freshmen, um, you know, the emotions were high. So first period wasn't, wasn't our best. Uh, even some veteran guys were were a little more wound up than normal, um, so we we didn't start the game very well, but ended up pulling it out and had a had a nice 
probably 40 minutes of hockey there uh, to finish the game to, to end up 5-1. Saturday was a different story. Um, I think after the result on Friday where we, you know, kind of the last 40 minutes we played well and it, it became, I won't say easier, but definitely not not as difficult as we made the first period. I think, you know, we ran into the problem that a lot of teams run into where we just kind of showed up thinking the, the win Saturday would be a, you know, a piece of cake. And obviously Illinois State is, is again, they're another young team, but they're going to be a very talented team, not only this year, but in the years to come. They've got some young talent. They've got good goaltending. And, you know, we took that for granted and we're down 3 nothing, you know, halfway through the second period. In fact, it was still 3 nothing with about four or five minutes to go in the second period before we started making our comeback to, to win 4-3. So, you know, it was an early test for us to kind of show the the heart we had and the, and the grit we had to, to bounce back, and we showed that. Um, you know, you'd like as a coach for things to not be as stressful as that. I'm bald enough as it is. I don't need to lose any more hair. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was uh, it was a good showing uh, in the end. It didn't start great, but it was a good showing in the end. And and to take that into Lindenwood, you know, that's a whole other animal, and we know that. You know, we're not trying to, you know, sugarcoat anything here. Lindenwood, you look at uh, the guys they've brought in, uh, all their freshmen this year or you know, either play the North American League. They've got a goaltender from the USHL. They've got transfers from NCAA Division One. So they're, you know, they are what they are. Um, you know, as long as we, you know, play a good team, a team game, a disciplined game, we proved last year that, w- with the exception of one game where they blew us off the rink, uh, and a lot of that was our own doing. That they're obviously talented, so taking nothing away from them. But we, we shot ourselves in the foot that game a lot. And did not stay disciplined and gave them plenty of uh, opportunities on the power play, but we also had a game where we took them to overtime. And if not for a funky bounce off the glass and uh, when we were on the power play in overtime, you know, it might've been a different story. Uh, so we're, we're excited about the opportunity. You know, we go into it realizing we really have nothing to lose. And it's uh, you know, I, I think other than the people in our locker room and, our fan base. I'm not sure there's very many people that give us a chance and we relish that. And uh, so we're excited to go to go up to Centene, uh, a beautiful facility there and, and see what they're all about. Um, I will one quick thing I'll add though, uh, again, mentioned, I listened to you guys before we started here, those games this weekend are Saturday and Sunday. Uh, uh, Saturday, Sunday. Have, Good. I'm glad I just saw that. And I was going to catch that as well. Yeah. They, the reason for the move is actually pretty fun too. They're, uh, they're, Lindenwood's women's NCAA team is playing Wisconsin Friday, Saturday. Oh, so, okay. talk about a test. Yeah. So, no kidding. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. But no, well, we're they... excited. We're excited for the opportunity to, to play a team like that. I mean, you want, you know, you, you want to play the best teams in the country if you can, and they're considered one of the best teams in the country. And we, we think we're building to that point. So it's, it's an exciting time. Well, speaking of that, you know, with them going to the next level after this season, you know, the NCAA, this kind of gives you guys an extra motivation, I'm sure, to want to perform well against them, knowing that this is a team that's basically NCAA ready, or they're at least trying to prove that they are, and they're trying to, uh, and there looks like they're on that path to getting there. And and of course, the tournament's going to be there this year as well, where Centene and in that area. So all that's got to be kind of nice too. Sure, uh, like I said, you want to prove yourself against the best, and. You know, does that mean winning, beating Lindenwood is proving ourselves? 
well, obviously that would, but also just having a good game against those guys and keeping it, you know, a good one-two goal game, win or lose against a team like that. And that's not, I'm not trying to say that as a defeatist attitude, and I don't want our players to take it that way, but there's a reality here too. But at the end of the day, sure, do they have a bunch of freshmen that played at a high level of juniors? Yeah, but they're also freshmen. They haven't played at this level. And, you know, again, we've got 20 returners. Uh, so we've got some experience that could work in our favor. And we fully think we can give them a give them a run for their money. And, you know, I, I'll say it now. I won't wouldn't surprise me one bit to walk out of there with at least one win. Coach, I'll put, I, my, I'll put my name on the line there. <laughs> I like it. I like, I like it. it. That's good. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Coach, I, don't, I don't know if you know this, but we had uh, Coach Zombo on our uh, Sunday night NCAA show because – I heard you uh, talking about it the other day, yeah. Yeah, because he, he announced on our show that they were going to play an exhibition against Denver on the uh, 3rd of October in Denver. And, uh, yep. of course, we cover Denver. We also cover Air Force. And Air Force uh, is going to Centene on like, the 23rd, 24th of October, whatever it is. Um, yep. And then they're coming out here to play ASU. So they're going to get five NCAA games. And one thing that, that Coach Zombo kind of said this year was, um, we're kind of taking the path of uh, Arizona State six years ago where uh, we're going to test the waters and, and try to compete against NCAA teams. But more importantly is – we think it's vitally important that we win the national tournament in our own building before we step up to the next level. So um, do you think that's extra motivation all during the season, or do you think that's something that uh, is going to build for them? Oh, I think they're absolutely motivated. We, you know, we talked about that this summer or even towards the end of last year once our season was over and about, hey, you know, we're going to be facing a Lindenwood team, you know, in, in 21-22 that's, you know, moving on. Now there's two ways – that could, you know, that could go. They could, and knowing they were going to play a, a partial NCAA schedule like they are, you know, it could it could go two ways. They could see a team like us coming in or whoever else they're playing at, at the ACHA level and, you know, take them for granted because they've got bigger fish to fry. But at the same time, it, it benefits them to go out as a champion because, you know, while – he told you guys it wasn't a hundred percent that they were. And yet I think we can all agree it's happening. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, that's a worst kept secret in hockey at the moment, but uh, at the same time, it does benefit them to have the best ACHA season they possibly can. So there's no reason whatsoever why they would take us for granted or take us lightly coming in there as just, you know, the measly ice bears, you know, especially after the, the run we gave them last year with the exception of that one game. Okay. So let me ask you this in, in getting back to the WCHL, um, 10 teams now, uh, the new ones, yep. obviously Grand Canyon and um, uh, UNLV and Utah. And you guys get to venture back to the West again. I know you've done it in the past, but uh, anything that you're looking forward to, particularly this year, uh, you have some games circled other than the Lindenwood, obviously, but games circled where you go, hey, this is this is something I want to do. Well, I mean, not to sound cheesy, I kind of circle all of them, especially me being, you know, I haven't had been able to experience a full season here yet. But, you know, as far as the organization, like Grand Canyon, they're going to be here October 8th and 9th. We don't know anything about them. 
Uh, you guys talked about it with the rankings. Don't know much about them. They're new to the conference. Uh, we don't know what to expect, but they're coming to our building. Um, you know, that's going to be fun to see a new team in our building. Obviously, you know, any of the anytime we get to see, uh, you know, a team like UCO, they've always been a talented team. Um, you know, they, they've been up there in the rankings for years. Have no clue what they have this year. That's one of the teams I've not seen a roster for. Don't know what to expect. And then after UCO, it's the big matchup in Vegas. You know, we're headed to, to Vegas, and uh, that's always going to be exciting. Again, one of those teams that y- you want to match up against and see what you're made of. You know, they they will most likely be, a, you know, probably a top five team, I would guess. I, I don't know that for sure. Uh, but And, of course, they were the number one team in the preseason poll, too, from, from right. the coaches. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I, I would expect to see them in the, the overall preseason poll to be up there. Uh, so we want to prove ourselves there as well. Um, you know, then we come right back and have to go on the road again to Oklahoma. Don't know what to expect out of those guys. I have former players on that team. Excited to see them. I know they're talented guys, but I don't know what else they have. So, there's a lot. I mean, there's just a lot, uh, you know, and then we've got, I'm, I was actually, although the stream went down, I've been talking to you guys. I've had the McKendry Maryville game on tonight. Uh, you know, we always look forward to play at Maryville. Uh, don't know what to expect out of McKendry this year. They didn't get to play much last year. So, I mean, any number of games could be circled. And then of course we go from the extreme of playing Lindenwood at the beginning of the year. to also playing them at the end of the year. So, uh, <laughs> It's which one would you rather have their first game of the season when they're still learning or at the end of the season when they might be in playoff mode and who knows what's going to happen. So, yeah, good stuff. Um, so I was telling people during, during the course of the, the year, when I was looking through as much information as Steven and I could gather on, on the WCHL teams, but I think uh, cliff at the end of this season, from top to bottom, and I'm not saying that the, that there might be some teams in the bottom that aren't the greatest, but uh, I think from top to bottom, this is going to be the best ACHA men's D1 uh, conference. Um, is there any way to dispute that? I mean, do, do you think that's uh, I, I a can't fair assessment? See, no, I think it's fair. I mean, you can look at other conferences having some high-end teams. I mean, obviously, Lindenwood is great. They're in a different conference. You look at uh, Michigan-Dearborn. They're a quality team. They're a different Adrian. But overall, like you said, top to bottom, I don't know how you can compete. There's going to be teams in our conference that don't make nationals that could compete at nationals. And that's just that's just the honest truth. Yeah, totally agree with you. Steven, you got another one for Coach? Yeah, so I guess – Run through your roster a little bit. Um, you know, you, you, as your first couple of games, as we talked about, but who on your roster is some players that we should look out for, that fans should look out for, and um, and just kind of give all us of them. I know you don't want to sing like that. Yeah. No, I, it, but yeah, I mean, in reality, though, we've got it, it's we have we have that good. It, it's it's a problem, but it's one of those good problems to have that each. Every night, we're going to have guys sitting in the stands that could be highly contributing factors on the ice. And it's that's a cliche thing to say, but it's the honest truth with our group. It's We are so deep this year. Uh, you know, Obviously, we've got a group of former St. Louis Junior Blues NA3 guys that have come in that have stepped right in and, and performed. I mean, as of right now, and, you know, 
my players probably won't enjoy hearing this because some of them are probably excited with what the uh, ACHA website says, but I've reviewed film from the weekend and fixed the stats uh, for our own purposes. And <laughs> um, so some guys lost assists that they thought they had, but anyways, uh, you know, our top, as I'm just looking at it here, our top four point producers from this past weekend, all with three points, they're all freshmen. Uh, you know, our, we've got two guys with a couple of points. One's a freshman, one's a sophomore. I mean, we're, and that's not to say we know by the end of the season, a guy like Hunter Cooley is going to be up there at the top of the list. And he's just that talented. And now he's getting to play with a couple of freshmen uh, out of Canada that are, that are super talented too. So, and then on defense, we are, we are as deep, you know, just talking to Jeremy and compared to last year, this is nothing against anybody who was here last year because we had a good group last year. But, you know, this is the deepest that I believe Missouri State's ever been on D. And so we're, we're excited. And then when you have returners in net, like, you know, Bailey Stevens and, and Matt Griffin, you know, you're, you're setting yourself up for potentially a, a pretty special season. But now we just have to execute and perform. All right, let me ask you about the new assistant coach, Josh Bell, your captain, moving over to uh, the other side of the ice. So tell us about Josh and and just how uh, important he's going to be this year for you. Yeah, bringing Josh in was a no-brainer. Once we realized, I mean, obviously he's, you know, now that he's graduated, he's off into the business world and and doing that. But his schedule uh, and his sales job allowed him to be, available uh, all the time. There'll be a few road trips he can't make, unfortunately, but um, it was a no brainer for us uh, to have Josh. He's, he's an incredibly smart hockey guy. Um, You know, he's like all young coaches, he's finding his voice. We all do it. Um, But uh, you know, once, you know, Jeremy and I during, it was actually during uh, our mini camp this summer, and, and Josh was around and, you know, we talked about him just helping out and helping out. And then we had a conversation where he said, yeah, I'm available. So, I, you know, Jeremy and I went, went and had a, had a quick beer together and said, you know what, why don't we just make this official? Because number one, Josh is a smart hockey mind and he'll be good for the players to learn from. But number two, let's not kid ourselves. It's a fantastic PR move because he is arguably one of the most popular ice bears ever. And to have him still in the mix is huge. And, and we can build on that, too, because Josh is not only not the only former player that's helping us right now. Uh, we've got what we're calling our special teams uh, coordinator and Alex Rubin, uh, Josh Bell's former line mate that was our one of our leading scorers last year as well. He's he's helping out with the, the teams with our special team stuff because that's something he excelled in. So. He's more of a part-time role. Josh is uh, full-time, but uh, you know, having you know, having that connection uh, with with players getting involved, former players getting involved is important. And uh, you know, Josh and Alex both had so much respect from the young guys and the old guys. I mean, even their own classmates they had so much respect as players that you know their transit transition into coaching was uh, was a no-brainer. Yeah, I get it. The other thing that I want to commend you guys on was I thought your uh, social media team, maybe it was you, uh, that put out the little map of where uh, where your ice bears yeah. come from. I that, thought that, that was, was me. really that's cool. That's been a tradition. Everywhere I've coached, that's been a tradition of oh, mine. I, I love put that. that out every year. I love that because it kind of explains where everybody's coming from. And then I started looking at the map and going like, hey, we got some guys in Arizona that need to come your direction maybe. There's some good players out here. 
when I when I the last my my two years up in Missoula, Montana, I did maps there, and we had I think the biggest year we had was eleven states and three or four countries. I love it, including a couple Arizona guys, by the way. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, I just made the trip up to uh, to Minnesota for NCHC Media Day, and while I was there, I skipped over and saw the NHL uh, showcase. And, How fun uh, is that? Oh, that's just awesome. I'll tell you. It's a quick hockey story. overload. Yeah. I'll tell you a quick story. You know how big that place is, right? Uh, I yeah. walk in, and I haven't been there like three minutes, and all of a sudden somebody puts his arm around me, and I'm going, what the heck? And I turn around, and it's Frank Serratore from Air Force. And he says, "Oh wow!" He, he, he looks at me, and he says, you're everywhere, aren't you? And I said, yeah, quite, <laughs> quite a bit. And then he goes, well, welcome. And I go, I look at him, and I said, Frank, this isn't your building, but thank you for the welcome. <laughs> that sounds like Frank, though. Frank's a great guy. Uh, uh, everywhere he goes, he just he fits right in. But I yeah. don't know if I've, uh, in the last probably five or six days between the uh, – the uh, showcase and also the uh, um, Arizona rookie NHL face-off tournament that they had here. I don't know that I've ever seen more college and uh, professional scouts, and there might have been more at the NHL level. And you've been there. Uh, what, oh yeah. How close is that to uh, the next level, whether it be ACHA D1 or NCAA? Yeah, it, it's up there. I, I think, you know, it's funny. We I just had this conversation with Josh Bell exact, actually the other day. It's uh, There's always going to be guys coming from the, the North American League into NCAA Division One. I. I think what you'll see more than anything is what, what the, the, the North American League, I think, and they might argue with me, but I think as much as anything, what they've been known for as far as moving to the NCAA Division One level is their goaltending. Um, yeah, you know, I agree on that. They've got... Yeah, there's a bunch of goaltenders from the North American League that end up playing Division One hockey. Um, you know, and that's not to say there's aren't you know USHL guys doing that too, of course. But you know, there's also USHL guys going straight to the show. So, um, you know, it's it's I love going to those showcases, but you know, you know how it is. At some point, you need a break. You got to go. <laughs> Good you got to go yes. find a. You got to go find a restaurant or something to just say it's. We're all hockey people. Hockey's our life, our passion, but man, it is overload. <laughs> and but now, it's fun. Yeah, I hear you. Steven, you got a final <laughs> one for coach. Yeah, uh, so you know, we we talked about the trivia question and we know and we talked about um that we asked anybody maybe, maybe now's a good time to do that. Read it one more time. No, not no, yet. We don't. Read it one more time, Steven. Okay. It <laughs> Let me find it here. It's, it's uh, <laughs> well, coach and, and and head coach Jeremy Law have coached together before, and so the question is, is what organization has that occurred in that they they were able to do that? So that's the question there. And, and there's there's a bonus one in there if you know the uh, there is a bonus secondary one. one. So hop on the chat bar, type it there, in there. If, if not, by all it, means, go to. As he uh, said, there's the there's the well known one and the one that I yeah. found that's on the team website. And there's also the one. And even the even the known one it could have a slightly tricky answer to it because the league doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> true, <laughs> true. <laughs> right. So what is it like coaching with uh, with coach law jeremy law i mean what what is it you about know, him and the way you guys work together and just how and just... yeah so the nice thing about our our relationship is we were friends before we ever coached together um you know when we first met he you know this was before the job you're referring to so i won't give that away 
but he was he was managing a, a hockey shop at a star center uh, back in Dallas, and I was the hockey director at the same rink, and we became friends immediately. And uh, you know, we 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 bonded pretty quick. And uh, you know, I'm I'm a few years older than he is, but you know, not not by enough to make a difference. But uh, you know, once we did start coaching together, you know, even though I technically speaking, I've got more years of coaching under my belt than him. He's coached at a higher level longer than I have. And, uh, you know, so I, I was able to learn a lot from him and, uh, he, he's the one that kind of pushed me. And, you know, after we had worked together for, you know, two, three years, you know, I, I was trying to decide, was it time for me to go and get my own team? And, you know, he pushed me to do it. And, uh, I don't know that I would have made the, made the jump if he hadn't. And I ended up getting my own team at, you know, in some ways that worked out and others it didn't. Uh, but it became a, a journey across the country quite literally after that for me. And then, you know, after, you know, my time in Montana, it worked out that we were able to get back together. And, you know, it's, it's been, it's been exciting. You know, he, he's a very knowledgeable guy, um, as you guys know, and it, we complement each other. Well, I'm, uh, and we joke about this all the time. We're like the reverse, the reverse <laughs> of her, her Brooks. Cause usually in, in the, you know, in the movie miracle and, and, and in real life, the real life miracle her Brooks was, you know, the, the hard guy and, you know, the, the discipline, the structure or not, well, not that Jeremy's not discipline structure, but kind of the more intense, let's put it that way, more intense of the coaching staff and, that's generally me. I'm the intense one. And, uh, you know, Jeremy, I think it's the Canadian in him. That's uh, <laughs> a little more, a little more laid back. probably not the right word. Cause that's probably an extreme, but he's definitely not as, as, uh, as intense as I am. And I, I can get pretty fired up at times, not as much as in my younger days, but, uh, no, we, we work together very well. And I think a lot of that is to do with the fact that we're before we're coaching partners, we're just, really, really close friends and, you know, our families know each other. We're just, we've, we've been good friends for, geez, it's been, you know, 15 something years now, over 15 years now. Okay, coach, final word for me and final one, and we'll let you go on this is uh, for, for everybody out here in the West that hasn't made that trip to Springfield and maybe it's a Vegas guy. Spring Vegas. Uh, yeah, Spring Vegas, my my bad. <laughs> uh, t- tell everybody what they can expect when they get there, from the building to the atmosphere to the surroundings. I mean, I drove through there, and I can't wait to come back uh, and spend some time there. But tell everybody what it's like to get to Springfield, Spring Vegas, Missouri. Spring Vegas, yeah, it's a it's a college town. There's no question. Um, and if you've spent any time in a, in a town that's a true college town, then you know how exciting that can be. Um, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun just to be, be in this, in this city, not a big town by any means. Uh, well, I say that they probably think it is. I I'm from originally from Dallas. So, and a coach and coached in Brooklyn. So yeah, I coached in Brooklyn, New York. So I've seen slightly bigger, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a great city. And as far as the atmosphere of the building, I, you know, again, I I don't want to speak out of turn considering I haven't been everywhere yet. Uh, but I'm not sure you're going to find a better atmosphere when we get that building packed and it's jumping and it's loud. It got really loud Saturday night when we were making our comeback. Um, we've got the big train horn that's left over from, 
when the the junior team was here that Jeremy coached. Uh, you know, it's we've got a phenomenal PA announcer. Uh, you know, and Steve Casson doing our play by play. If you're not in the building, actually, if you're in the building too, he's got a radio uh, signal. But uh, I, I'm not sure. And again, this is definitely a biased statement. I'm sure, but I don't I don't know. It'd be hard pressed to find a better. ACHA atmosphere than what we have going on here in Springtown in Springfield. <laughs> Got you going on it now. You started and yeah. you're going to be spending spring. Vegas. I know. I've messed with <laughs> see, what you, see what you did there, up. Scott. See what you did there, Scott. Jeez, <laughs> did it to myself. All right. Now Coach. he's not. Now they're definitely not going to let you in over there. <laughs> All right. Oh, he's always welcome. You guys are always welcome, man. It's <laughs> it's so much fun. We'll get we'll get Ryan Armstrong, our GM, to hook you up, and we'll we'll get you out here. All right, I'll uh, I'll put you on my schedule more than once because, like I said, I'm going to try to uh, boost oh, up things on the East. I, I think uh, I think we need the Colorados, the Oklahomas to uh, catch up to you guys as far as uh, relevancy. How about that? I'll be nice. Well, there you but go. Well, the, we're, they, yeah, they need well, to step it up. We're at yeah. So we're at Lindenwood this weekend. Next weekend we're actually out in Fort Collins. We're at CSU. I will be um, I will be real close. I, I've got to be at Colorado College for the opening of their new rink on the second, fine. and then I go to Denver. <laughs> uh, and on the first, I'm I was trying to get there, but um, I've, I'm coming from Utah, so uh, I don't know if I'll get there in time. But we'll there are, see. There are worse places to be in this world than Colorado Springs. Trust me, I coach there. <laughs> there are yeah. worse places to be. Uh, and that new building is fantastic. And if you've ever met Chris uh, yeah. May out there, new coach there, oh, goodness. I, I keep saying every time I talk to him, he makes me want to sign up for his team. Only <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I'm about 40 years too old for it. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Cliff, we appreciate the time. Get well and uh, go take it to Lindenwood this weekend and, uh, and say a little zombo we'll for best. me, okay? <laughs> I will. We'll, we'll do our best. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. That's Thanks the, for coming uh, on. That's Cliff Cook, the assistant coach at the uh, Missouri State Ice Bears. We appreciate him taking the time coming on tonight. Steve and I are going to take a quick break. We are going to come back, and we are going to wrap up another episode of Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. Your hometown hockey team. Your Western Collegiate Hockey League champions. Your Arizona Wildcats. Tickets for Arizona hockey are now on sale. Support your Wildcats as they battle ASU for another Cactus Cup championship and more at the Tucson Arena. Your hockey team. Your Arizona Wildcats. Call 791-4101 for tickets now. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. 
Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails. Whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Award-winning taste since 2011. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. This is indeed Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, ACHA Hockey. I wish I could just call it that, uh, ACHA Hockey Weekly, but unfortunately that doesn't belong to us, so uh, we can't use that. But um, Scott Strandy in Scottsdale, Arizona, my co-host as always, Stephen Marsh up in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. And, uh, Stephen, you know the drill by now when we have a, a guest on. I hear something. You hear something. What did you hear out of uh, assistant coach Cliff Cook? Hey, why don't why don't you go first? You always ask me first, so let okay. me okay. You go first, and then I'll I'll, I'll, I'll come up first. with something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I heard uh, a very positive, um, uh, enthusiastic, um, even being under the weather and not. I I know it's killing him that he's not on the ice tonight or tomorrow to practice for this huge series. But um, that it just tells you that there's a new normal, Stephen, and and that new normal is this. Even if it's not COVID-related, once you're sick, um, you take it differently now, right? I mean, hockey players usually go through everything, and not saying that coach wouldn't be out there, but he, he's concerned about his players and uh, everybody around him, and that's just the beauty of hockey to me is that um, you think about others, you compete hard, but but in the long run, um, it's best for the game that makes your decisions for you, and uh, we really appreciate him coming on. The other thing is, um, he's very realistic in their goals. He knows what his team can do. He wants his team to exceed those, but he also understands that, you know what, uh, there's a lot of good teams out there, and uh, they will compete, I guarantee you, to the very end, and uh, they will win their fair share of hockey games, and I would not be a uh, bit surprised to see them even higher than four when the season's over with. Yeah, I think you're right on with that. Uh, one thing I'd add, to that, just an observation for me is that they brought in that they brought in you know they brought in uh, Josh Bell right as their uh, assistant coach, a guy that just finished playing, and they realized how important that was to have him be a part of this uh, this coaching staff and and be involved with the program still after after having such a great uh, run with as a player, and I think that's going to be great for the team too because they're going to be somebody that they can relate with, somebody that just came off the ice and now is going to help run the team with, with, with Coach Cook and, and, Jer- and Coach Jeremy Law. And I think that's going to be be great. Uh, I, I like what you said about um, the realistically. I think he said it was about fair that they're number four in the preseason coaches' rankings, poll, whatever you want to call it, and and understands that how good Lindenwood is. That's their opponent this weekend, and and uh, they would love to win. And he said they wouldn't be, he wouldn't be surprised if they steal one, so we'll see if – if that happens, but understands how good they are and Lindenwood is and, and the, the potential that their their program has and, and the potential that Missouri State's program has. So um, I am excited to see them. I hope you can get out there to, to Missouri State and, and and see them in person. Not hope. Not hope. I'm going. It's <laughs> okay. a matter of how many times I go. <laughs> All right. I, I definitely will see it when they come through here to Las Vegas at the end of October. So um, so that'll be exciting to, to see them come out this way. And I know – 
they're going to look forward to that. As you, as he said too, there are some new teams that get to play and they're unfamiliar with, and, and they don't really know much about. So that could pose a challenge. But you know, as the season goes on and these teams will will have played some games, they'll be able to kind of do some homework on them before those games. So, uh, but yeah, they'll get to go. Grand Canyon gets to go out there to Missouri State this year, and then of course they'll be out here in Vegas. Uh, the end of October to play UNLV, so that ought to be cool too. So yeah, this is this is this is going to be a, an interesting team to watch and fun fun little group it sounds like. And and I uh, hope you do get out there. Okay, you got to do one more thing. You got to read that trivia question one more time because we still don't have a winner on the chat box. If you do not get on the chat box and you hear this uh, on replay or on the download, uh, you can actually uh, go to a c h a underscore i t h s w at Twitter. And uh, you can put the answer in there, and we'll find a winner for a pair of summer skates and a uh, summer skates koozie with our brand-new College Hockey Southwest Live logo on it. Really, really cool. So read it one more time, Stephen, before we say goodnight. Yep, so our guest tonight, Coach uh, Cook and Head Coach Jeremy Law are coaching together, obviously, on this Missouri State team, but this is not the first time they've coached together. And so the question is, with which organization have they coached together previously can we give a hint can we say it's um in the great state of texas yeah yeah that, that's a good hint <laughs> okay that's a good hint uh, i'm trying i'm trying i know coach is just chomping at it he wants to just go out and spit it out because uh uh come on ice bear fans listen to this thing and, and get that out there because uh this is about 40 50 worth of value coming your way retail value when you uh, when you get these so give it a shot okay steven take it away Club Hockey Southwest Weekly was brought to you by Boost Mobile. Whether it's a new phone for yourself or child's first phone, go to boostmobile.com and click on deals to find the phone that's right for you. Caesars Entertainment. Wherever you're bound, there's bound to be a Caesars Resort across the U.S. or worldwide. UNLV Hockey. Play ACHA D1 Hockey in Hockey Mad Las Vegas. Go to rebelhockey.com and see if the bright lights and championship mindset is for you. By OxyPal, the all-natural way to take the funk out of your sports equipment or your office at OxyPal.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. It's a big sports Sunday here in Las Vegas. You got the Golden Knights preseason game. You got a Raider game at Allegiant Stadium. What better place to get the pregame meal than go to uh, Jesse Ray's, which is just minutes from Allegiant Stadium. You, you can get a Vegas loaded in Vegas dish or a rack of ribs. This is barbecue Las Vegas style. My summer skates. Well, summer's gone. It's now fall, but the ice is still going to need some help. You can get your personalized koozies and more. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. The University of Arizona, ACHA D1 Hockey, home of the two-time defending WCHL champions. By M-Drive, supplements to fuel your drive. Visit mdriveformen.com and refine your prime with M-Drive. And by Behind the Mask, in the net, up the ice or in line, serving the Arizona hockey community and beyond since 1994. See us at BehindTheMask.com. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly and all the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app, available for download at Apple Podcasts, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcast. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly from the Summer Skate Studios as a part of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network. 
Very well done, my friend. Don't forget, folks, you can still answer that trivia question. Even if you listen on the download, you can uh, go ahead and uh, send in your answer. Stephen's going to read it one final time before we say goodnight for little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. No? You're not going to read it one more time? <laughs> Sorry, let me unmute myself one more time here. Um, the organization in which previous to now Missouri State, which Coach Cook and Jeremy Law are coaching together now, but what was the organization previously where they've been able to coach together? All right. Well I, done. I, I think our, the four our... times I've read it four different ways, but <laughs> basically the, same organi answer, though. the, the same organization <laughs> where Coach Cook and Jeremy Law have coached together previously prior to now being together here at Missouri State. Okay, fifth time is the charm. <laughs> well, there's no confusion about what we're asking for. <laughs> exactly, and our thanks to Coach Cook for uh, joining us tonight and uh, enlightening us again on the Ice Bears as they prepare for a huge weekend series early in the season against Lindenwood at the Centene Community Ice Center in uh, St. Louis, Missouri. We'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good night, everybody. Have a great week, everyone.